What's up, everybody? Sam Shocker, Al Jackson here, dying for yeah. likes, where a like can cost you your life. We take deep dives into such tragic stories, but to be honest, it could be any one of us, really. I mean, Al and I have evolved. We're in our 40s, but maybe... We've grown up. Maybe 20-year-old Al, 25-year-old Sam, maybe... 38-year-old out. I was about to say 20-year-old out. 20-year-old out wasn't even kicking it yet. It's mm-hmm. like, this is, uh, this is. Uh, I think I was probably the wildest when I was 27 to oh. 37. Okay. I think I was the most wild, like 22 to 25. Like, I learned quickly, but I was wild too. I feel like so. you've always been like pre-mom mode. Though. Yes, I think you're right. Like, my wild is probably not any of y'all's wild. I'm just like sometimes a little daring, but I don't do anything crazy, crazy. However, social media really didn't come into our lives and you know, until I was probably... MySpace, maybe? Right. I mean, nobody was really taking selfies when I was young. I mean, nobody. we didn't have cell phones until I was in college. You know what I meant? The one thing, not to be nostalgic about that period, Sam, but I do like seeing pictures from the pre-internet age mm-hmm. just because they weren't perfect. I kind of liked it. We're just like somebody's like, huh? Like you just get True. a weird kind of look away or like somebody's kind of blinking. I am such a fan of like a little bit of reality. Yes. I was- uh, walk- You like- uh, you don't like curated looks. You like things to be more candid. Right. There is a there is a video that I listen to uh, uh, in the mornings, and it's it's like a it's like a bootleg Soul Train. I think it was happening in Detroit. It's like from a local station. It's probably like circa 1983, 84. And I'll show it to you after the show, and I'll I'll, I'll post it. it because it's a weird thing. First of all, I like the song, but it's also I look at this club, and everybody is so weirdly different and beautifully weird and nobody is it it has done a makeup tutorial people are doing these weird dances that they just want to do and there's no judgment and it just looked like the way the world i feel like used to look before now you and it's good i guess you can look and be an influencer and like you know do your eyeliners like this let's highlight our cheekbones men here's how you groom your beard here's how you match your clothes so people don't make fun of you but now everybody looks the same. Yeah. There's so much information. Nobody out even there. has acne yes. even anymore. Right, right. It's 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 so weird. So I kinda do like the, the that era kind of right before where it's just like people were just these, these unique weirdos and it wasn't like your neighbor that was a quiet guy wasn't problematic. Mm-hmm. He was just a there he was just weird kind of weirdo. And weirdo it was authentic, people. right? Because yeah. you go into this said place and you don't think anyone's gonna film you. Yeah. Because nobody did. Right. So you felt safe. Right. And that you could let your hair down and do whatever, but you can't do that anymore because Absolutely. you don't know who has a camera or what their intentions are. So uh, speaking of cameras and selfies, this is a selfie death. And it's sad because I think. This is a rough one. As Again, people are going to say this is stupid, but I have empathy and compassion for this woman because I feel like it could be any one of us. It could even be 42-year-old Sam trying to get the perfect picture on a hike. And I'll tell you why I think this particular hike, this is outside of Melbourne um, in Australia, why this particular hike has been normalized because of social media and how there were 6,000 geotags. This is a location known as like the perfect selfie. You know, there's those locations where everybody wants to get a shot. I think of the place, this is not dangerous at all, but the place on Melrose Avenue, that pink wall. Oh, God. I can't. Where you just I, see tourists. Somebody did a time lapse of Ugh. that place uh, of people just going and taking pictures. It's just like the wall that's got the angel wings or something. Yes. And 
It's, uh, I guess, okay. It's, it, that, at least that's it's safe. Thing. At least it's safe. But how many geotags are probably on that? So the same thing with this location where you feel like, oh, look at all these people that have done this cool picture. And what this picture is, is like I said, it's in Australia, right outside of Melbourne. Um, her name is Rosie Lumba, 38 years old. She has a family. She has a husband. They were all on the hike together. So they all had to witness it. That breaks my heart. This is at Grampians National Park in Victoria. And this, so it's a really easy hike. So I, apparently the way I saw it, you can park because sometimes, you know, it'll deter people thinking, oh, that's a three mile hike, five mile hike, whatever it may be. So you can park and wherever you park is already high up enough where you can go. So it's accessible to go to that perfect selfie location, which is at the edge of a cliff. Now they do have barricades. You're not supposed to cross the barricades. Here is where I will give her a pass, so to speak. If you look at this beautiful hike, And all the geotags of all the perfect selfies, every influencer under the sun, especially in that location, have taken a photo there. You see them cross the barricades in the videos. You see in the photo the barricade behind them while they dangle their feet off the cliff. So I'm not saying it's right. Obviously, it's dangerous. In fact, the local media there has talked about this location many times, saying they've seen people fall. There's one video of one guy like jumping off of it. He got lucky. He did not die. So again, I think it somehow emboldens people to think, "Ah, look at all these people that have done it. I'll be okay." And it goes back to what we've talked about before with especially travel bloggers and how, you know, it can be like in this case, just a mother. But a lot of times when there has been a spot that's been uh, geotagged that many times. People are like, yeah, well, of course I can get a picture here, but everybody's got that picture. I have, I have to get a picture here, but up there. And so it keeps upping the ante so that you have this picture that's this kind of currency, like I have something you don't have. Right. And it's, it's a way that human beings are wired. It's not anything specific or germane to this woman it just it it, kind of is what it is everybody wants to distinguish themselves and sometimes they lose their life in the process like this woman did because to your point they had a tour guide and the tour guide or at least the tour guide was near them told his 30 people that literally warned them telling them That location right there, as idyllic as it is, as many people have taken selfies, because I guess it's a very recognizable spot, don't do it. You will plunge to your death. Just moments before this tour guide warned these 30 individuals, you see that fencing, you see that barricade, don't cross it. So the mother, who really only had like 100 followers, so not an influencer by any means, just wanted to get a beautiful picture. Again, you see how insanely breathtaking these photos are if you look up the geotag and she fell to her death and again it's just i can't because i imagine those kids her kids saw it her husband there was no further interviews that i saw with the family members because they are minors but they watched their mother slip hear whatever screams or whatnot took place while she did fall to her death and um, to me, that is harm on a child that you can never take away. I don't Absolutely care if that not. child goes through 30 years of therapy. They witness their mother's death at and this, not at, being able to help her. At this point, you're just trying to manage. You're trying to manage uh, the pain so that these kids can have some kind of uh, productive life. And it's not that we're discounting these kids or their ability to achieve. But right. sometimes when you are kneecapped that early in your life in terms of 
acute trauma that cannot it's and it's not even a shared trauma because god forbid you've lost somebody to breast cancer there is a whole network of people that can talk to you about what it's like on day one day 401 10 years later my mom my wife my sister me all these kinds of things but you have endured a tragedy that most people can't even understand or fathom and so it makes you even feel more isolated and on top of that, unlike breast cancer, where you're not going to get a bunch of posts like, well, she's she, a warrior. Yeah, she's a warrior. But this this time you're going to be looking at things and your mom is you're going to see comments like this selfish mother should have. done." And it's just like, first of all, horrific to even think that. But this is the world that we live in. And it is. It's, it is. it's an unprotected class. People that have died uh, doing uh, things for social media, but it's a class that all of us belong to. We just happen to have survived. Especially, yes, Al. Especially if she were to be in the car looking at all those photos. Oh, look at what this girl did dangling her leg. Look at what this person did. Um, another thing that the authorities wanted everyone to know following her accident. Again, we always talk about cautionary tales as how many people uh, on the search team, you know, tried to help her, even though her death was imminent. Um the, it, that it risks their lives. He wanted to make that very crystal clear um, that obviously in his words, he said in so many words, like a selfie is never worth it. But don't forget our lives, too. Right. Don't forget our emergency teams and our, you know, we talk about this on many of these episodes, right? It, they're the, it's un, not, they're yes. the unspoken heroes, right. the people that go. I, I think we, we always gloss over them. It's always like this person was rescued uh, from the side of a mountain during a windstorm and they're here to tell their story. I'm like, where's the dude that flew the helicopter? Right. Because I bet you he's got a story as he was sipping coffee in the break room and they were like, hey, we need to go get. Some. Yeah. I mean, it's it's harrowing people that are there to. We've seen it. We talked about it before. Uh, the the man, the, the trainer that was killed with the walrus in yes. China yes. that was trying to rescue uh, an onlooker that had been pulled in by the walrus. Because he was taking a selfie. Because he was taking a selfie and he was distracted and he was pulled in and the Wallace was attempting to play with him, as, yep. you know, and and the the trainer jumped in and lost to his try and life help as well, and it, lost his life as well. And we see that again with the elephant right. videos. We see that with the tiger videos. Yep, there is no matter how much training you have. Once an animal has made its mind up that it is no longer going to follow commands. That also applies to its trainer, no matter how many years that they've spent inside of that cage. Yeah. And you just never wanted to get to that point. No. You never wanted to get to that point. So I, you know, some things can't be avoided, but doing things like crossing a barrier, you know, right and there. And fencing. You and fencing. Know- Don't do it. Don't do it. And again, like I sound, I do not want, listen, I think about this woman as a mother and I need to remind myself, and if me, as cautious as I am at 42, because I think about my husband and I went to Telluride last summer, and we went on a beautiful hike, there was a waterfall, and to get to a pretty picture where everybody waits, you have to cross these rocks, which I did assess the risk. I'm like, okay, is it that deep? Not really. How close to the cliff is it? Not really. But you can slip on a rock and hit your head. Right. You can. And I still went over the rocks to a big rock to take my picture. So, and this, that's why I'm not down with nature. 
I'm sorry. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Nature scares me. I almost died in a uh, from a wave in Puerto Rico one time. What? Were you surfing? No. Uh, I was drinking beers with my uh. boy Stretch on the beach. <laughs> and I went out further and I turned around and told him to come get in the water. And I turned around and a wave almost broke my nose. It hit me so hard. So, a yeah. A wave almost broke your nose. I turned around and the water smashed Ow. me in the face. And it, How big was the wave? Uh, big enough where it pulled me down. It yanked my shorts off. Did I tell you? I never told <laughs> no. you this. It pulled the. It, no. when it, it hit me and I went under the. You know, the undertow pulled me back and I was trying to swim back towards the shore and it just like it pulled <gasps> my shorts off like a frat dude. Oh my like just like gosh. immediately. It was terrifying. And your nose got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend drank all the beers on the beach. Oh, my. Yes. And isn't that noise? Because I grew up in Santa Cruz with waves and I used to surf, boogie board, you name it. When you're underneath that white water, how loud it is, I find it like cool. But can't, I can't imagine. A black man from Cleveland does not find it Should cool. Do you remember the white water noise? Yes, because it's just Terrifying. so instantaneous. You're having a conversation. Now your ears are flooded with seawater. And you're, and like, you're like a rag doll. What's happening? Yeah. And like, what direction do I swim? Mm-hmm. Because I know I need to not go the way I'm being pulled, but I don't know which way that is. So, yes, I get it. And that's why I'm terrified. That's why I'll climb up on rocks don't. and things like yes. that. Yes. Okay, don't. But you got to get the shot with the kids and my, everything. I get ugh, it. My kids weren't there. And I need to think of them. And my whole point is this cautionary tale isn't just for y'all. It's for people like me, too. It's not worth it. As the authorities in Australia said at Victoria, a picture is not worth your life. Right. It's not. Our slogan, right? It's, it, it, it's not worth it. And honestly... We're in this whole thing where everybody thinks that the rules apply to everybody except for them. As somebody who's done stand-up comedy for, sounds like I'm lying, 16 years in a row, uh, in a row, <laughs> for 16 years, a lot of people are like, you know, you're like, man, there's no talking. Yeah, but uh, I have to tell her that, like, I to have her keys. So, like, it's like, well, then you stand up and you leave. But they they hear the no talking during the performance and they're like yeah of course but that's for your table i have to tell my friend everybody has to Why tell their friends is something that? It's, but what is it, do you think? Because you've been in it. You've seen people there. You're very, I feel like you're really good at reading people because of your job. You're up there. You're with strangers. You're watching them. You comment. You riff off of it. Why? Why do we act like that? Why? Well, I, I think stand-up is unique in that it's a lot of people go to watch the show. But unlike going to the ballet where you would go with your partner, go by yourself, and you and your friends are sitting there like, wow, with a performance, a symphony, or even a hip-hop concert, you're like, well, I can't, I can't do that. You watch a football game, I can't tackle him. But stand-up, it's naked. You know, there's just a guy, I can't imagine. Uh, so a, a person, yep. y- you know, in a microphone. All eyes on you. Right, saying kind of general things, being funny, being clever. But after a few drinks, you'd be like, I, well, I don't agree with that. I could say that better. I could, I don't Is it know. always people with alcohol? In their system that talks back? 99% right. of the time, right. 97%. 3% is just when you hit a nerve. And sometimes, like, uh, and it's weird. It's not usually the the hot button issues. Like, you can be like, let me tell you this. There is the problem with racism has not gone away. You could say that and not get any pushback. But it's a little thing that just, like, some, you're just, if you just go, you know, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't... Um, I don't agree with uh, keeping stats for Major League Baseball because they didn't let uh, black and brown players play until Jackie right. Brown. Like somebody that's like a baseball head right. would be like, right. you know, the Babe Ruth is the great. Like just these little yeah. things where you're like, I. Is that narcissism? It's where just they're like, taking over your show just to prove their point. It's it probably. But also it's people are people have their own 
you know, group that they identify with. We're all human beings, but we break up into subsects. And a lot of it is like some people are, you know, whether you're a Trumper or whether you are a Lions fan or a Cubs fan or a Packers fan that's got 28 tattoos on them. That is how you identify or a yoga person, you know, vegan. Yes. And and so all these things. So if I think about me, you just said it. If there's a comic on stage and he's done three minutes about how veganism is the dumbest thing ever, like after the third one, he you might not say anything because of how you're wired, but if I looked in the front row and I saw you, I'd be like, what are you looking at? And you would say something. I Because it would. would be coming out of your face. I actually, I can't say I probably would because I <laughs> Oh, yes. So See? I had an incident with Carlos Mencia, who wow. I didn't I've even- I've never heard this, by the way. Who I didn't even think was that funny. Sorry, any Carlos Mencia fans. Apparently, There's he's been many. accused of taking George Lopez's jokes for years. And he came we'll just in say there. Credibly accused. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And he came into the comedy store. My husband and I used to go all the time. And he was in the main room. He dropped in. I think he was working on new material, and he just wasn't doing well. He hadn't been on stage in a while. He was trying to find new material. Mm-hmm. Well, he landed on some vegan stuff, and he just kept going and going and going and going. And then he asked the audience if anybody here was vegan. So I didn't interrupt but I did raise my hand and he was like do you like agree with blah 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 and I was like no absolutely not and he's like but you eat plants I was like cool and he's like what's the difference between plants and animals and he was serious and I was like um a central nervous system for one (laughs) and he didn't know what to say did you say it yes Ah, he did not know what to say and it was just awkward and weird, and I wish I didn't say anything. And then I got some, like, applause from people. So that's my story. And you didn't say anything. He said something to you. It would have been yeah. weirder if you, uh, like, responded and then didn't follow up. You had an answer. And, it, look, as a comic, you have to understand that you're in control of your show when you're telling your narrative. When you decide to deviate from that path and 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 take the Route 66 instead of the, uh, the I-95 and you want to kind of meander through the audience – there might be some gold there or you might say, hey, so what do you think about, uh, you know, uh, you know, veganism? Uh, my mom just died and she was a vegan. And then you're right. like, oh, no, because right. like some, th- or COVID. Right. right. If someone's like, see, know... COVID's fake. And they're like, actually, I lost my dad to COVID. Right. And it changes the whole mood of the audience and they're done with you. And it's terrible. Do you think about that. I I mean, he's so smart. If you guys don't know, Al's the most cerebral person I know. So I can imagine your wit is always two, like two beats ahead of everybody else. But do you think about it sometimes? Like I, I I do, and I talk to the audience. uh, But usually, because it's such a personal medium, I can see people's faces. And when you see, you read them. Yeah, you read them. It's just like if you're on a date, and you're just like, even it's not necessarily they're mad. It's just that they're uncomfortable. And I'm like, why is this uncomfortable for you? I, when I uh, talk about the Girl Scouts in my in my act. Al goes all in. Everybody is uncomfortable because you can see that initially when I start, they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And as I continue to talk, you can see them almost having an internal battle about what they've always thought about this particular organization or veganism or whatever Carlos was talking about. And you can see them having that dialogue and then sometimes if i feel like i can catch them right then i'll be like what are you thinking right now that's when you get a real organic not a response that they heard on a podcast that they're just going to reiterate but just you know oh what you're saying is weird because my mom was a girl scout troop leader but at the same time because you know i talked about it the other day uh, on a show about a month ago and this woman somebody 
called her friend out. She was like, Girl Scout mom here. And I was the, the woman didn't even call out. And I was like, well, let's, I was like, have I said anything erroneous? And she goes, no. Wow. And Because Al claims or believes, and you have a lot of facts and data to go with your claim it, that. There, that. That I'm just always like, where's the money? Where they, they do not pay taxes. They do not pay their employees. They don't call them employees. So that way you don't have to give them health insurance. They're all volunteers. Right. Yeah. They, they have no commercial real estate space. Uh, they don't advertise. Where is all this money? Because cookie it's, money. It's co- the cookie money. Where's the cookie money? <laughs> and this woman said, "My daughter is a scout, and she and I go. Did she sell some boxes? And she goes, Oh yeah.' I go, How much did she sell? And she is like, she made six hundred sixty six hundred and sixty dollars. I remember that amount. And I go, How much did she keep? And she goes, None of it. And I was like, that's exactly. But she got some patches. She got some patches. $660 worth of patches. Right. So I guess maybe maybe they there's a secondary market I'm not knowing about. Right. But exactly. That's a, that's a topic for another time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we're talking about the psychology of human beings and why they do certain things and respond to certain things. That's that's where it comes from. And a lot of it, a lot of stand up is psychological. That is I, I 1000 percent can see that. And that's why I asked you. And it's fascinating. Right. We could totally go down that rabbit hole, too. Um, again, everybody, I know I always leave you with these boring words of wisdom. But please, if you have a teenager or you yourself or a young 20 something who's exploring, you know, a lot of people after high school, they'll go like explore talk to them about a lot of these selfie places, even if you're just like, hey, if you're going to go take pictures at any really beautiful spots that you saw on Instagram, because that's where most of these spots get notoriety, be careful. Don't cross barricades. It's not worth it. Have them listen to our podcast. There's too many stories. Al and I could go on for seasons. So warn your children, because again, when you look on Instagram and see 6,000 geotags, you think, oh, cool, everyone's done it. That must be sturdy. I'm going to sit on the edge of the cliff too. No, make sure that you show them some of the, fat- the fatalities, too, because every single one of these places, according to these park rangers, there have been fatalities. They're just not talked about or they're forgotten in that right, algorithm. Right, because they want people to come. Well, yeah. So they don't and- talk about it, but it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Exactly. So we love y'all. Thank you for listening. Please. And please write in with any stories you want us to cover. Please, please, please. please. Uh, we want you guys to interact with us. Any stories, any thoughts, any things you agreed with, disagreed with. But uh, and also any trends that you guys might see if you have yes. teenagers that we might not. You we know? need to stay on top of those trends. Yes, yes we do. Um, and then uh, make sure you follow Dying for Likes, share it, rate us. And you can follow us on Dying for Likes podcast on Instagram. And, and I'm Al Jackson on Twitter. And all your comedy stuff is at Al Jackson Comedy. Al Jackson Live. Al Jackson yes. Live. Wow. Okay. And then also watch uh, Daily Bless Live. We love you guys. Peace.